Welcome to this week in Skis Athletics. I'm your host, Neil Minton. With me, as always, Coach Rip Ripley. How are we doing, bud? Doing well, doing well. Just uh, had a great weekend last weekend. We're going to talk about little state championships and getting ready for, for All-Star Weekend this weekend. Spring sports kicked off. Lots of good things going on. Yeah, so I think I might have had a malfunction with my speakers there. I apologize. All right, so spring sports now full swing. But before we go too far, we got to recap this um, state championship yeah. um, weekend. But more importantly to some people is we had a contest. And we have Brett Butler. Brett Butler is in the house today. Let me try to get this speaker on Brett so he can um, talk a little bit here. Brett, how are you doing? Welcome to. Can you hear him, Rip? I'm gonna get this right. Can you hear him? Yes, sir. You hear? All right. Good deal. So Brett Butler with Go Mortgage. Brett, say hello again. I'm sorry, I don't think Good we got morning. you. Good morning. Thank All you. Right. So Brett has been kind enough in football and basketball to supply some gift cards for a little contest we had. Now we had, um, so we have two $50 gift cards. Yes. We're going to Texas Roadhouse. We're going to pull right now one. We had a, the girls' winner. So each, anybody, everybody who entered, they had their name attached to a girls' team. Now, ironically, we had a team in each classification win that was not one of the one or two seats. Yeah. So I guess it was Cambridge and 1A girls and St. John's and um, 2A boys. So, boys, yeah. So there's a 33% chance of our, our champions in here. So. All right, here we go. I'm on camera. Rip, this is not my hand. You see, we're pulling the winner here. <laughs> no collusion involved. And we have, for the girls' winner, we have R.L. Smith. R.L. Mm -hmm. Smith. R.L. Smith, I think, had Cathedral Girls, possibly. Mm -hmm. And R.L. Smith is now our winner. Yeah, R.L. Smith had Cathedral Girls. So, congratulations, uh, congratulations to R.L. Smith and Go Mortgage. Brett Button now for the boys winner. This was Hilton Head Prep Boys. Let's see here. That's the Christian boys who have faith Christian boys. Let's see who we got. And the winner is Thomas McElhaney. Thomas is the there you go. head football coach at Dorchester Academy. So, yeah. winner, winner, steak dinner. We'll get I'm gonna pick on yeah, Thomas because well. he don't care. He's gonna have to drive a long way to Texas Roadhouse if we live in State Forest. Yeah, I'm sure he could find one close by. So congratulations, guy, and thank you again, Brett, for yeah, supplying that. And from like I said, from Go Mortgage. Um here, yeah, Brett Miller, Michael really. Thank you, bud. Thank you, Rip. Appreciate it. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. So moving on. Since we kind of talked about we got the state championship. Um, games we were fortunate enough to be able to call them on the air with David R. Wood and Mr. Sharp, and we appreciate that opportunity. Um, those games can still be seen on skiza.skiza.tv.net, I believe is the website. Rip, is that right? Skiza.tv.net, that's correct. Yeah, so you can go back and watch those games if you missed them. Um, interesting weekend, Rip. What were your initial thoughts, overall thoughts? What jumps out at you? You know, I thought that, um, we had some, we had some, had a couple of really good games, had a couple of blowouts. Uh, some of the, some of the classification I thought went down a little bit like we thought with some of just some of the major favorites really, really putting their foot down early and often. Um, you know, I thought the atmosphere with the 3A games on um, Friday night. Uh, so you had the two 3A games on Friday night, which is obviously a little bit different. However, I thought it worked out okay, to be honest. Um and then, uh, and then kind of the long day on Saturday, I do feel like there was a little bit more time between 
games on Saturday, like between classifications, uh, which for those of us that were there all day did make it seem a little bit longer. Uh, but uh, overall, I thought it was a really good Saturday. I thought it was uh, better attended by some coaches and ADs and things than I feel like it's been in recent years. I don't know if that's kind of a, a post-COVID um, you know, thing where now everybody's come back out again or, or, you know, what it was, but I thought that part was pretty good. Yeah. I do think that's fair that we, um, as coaches, ADs, whatever, we, we kind of probably notice things that other typical fans might not like we do notice, Hey, what other coaches are here? Are other people here to watch these games? Yeah. Is Skiza being represented? You know, are people, are we, is, are we in it? for ourselves or are we in it for an organization and we like to yeah. support it and be a part of it. And, and that doesn't mean if you didn't come or not, obviously. I mean, I, I, there's been many years I have not gone, you know, so, yeah. um, but it is a fun day. I, I thought it was fun. I actually, um, I missed Friday night to spend some time with my family, take care of some things. And Saturday morning, um, I'm just going to be honest. I, my kid was in and my son was in discipleship. He's doing discipleship. Things. Yeah. We waited after that. I took him and friends and they posted up there and in the top, in the cheap seats and watched basketball all day long while we yeah. announced it. It was really cool. And, if you didn't listen, Rip kind of announced the boys' games, and I kind of did the girls' games with Arwood, and Rip did a good job of helping me out with stats and stuff. I did not do a good job helping him out because I decided <laughs> to go to the hospitality room and eat brownies and hot dogs every chance. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but 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 there were there were a lot of coaches in attendance, and um, you know, I thought it was also cool to see a lot of referees after they do their game to hang out and they watch and they kind of you know become part of it. And we were able to get some guests on the air from from mm-hmm. the championship coaches. We had Bryce Holders yeah. of a referee was on. Yeah. So overall for me personally, I thought it was a cool experience to announce the game. I really enjoyed it. And I kind of made a joke. It said, if we had to kick our wood off and me and Rip would have done it, it'd have been like watching Monday night football with the Mannings instead of having <laughs> yeah. a real guy who, who talks about the game. Or, yeah. you know, I guess you know, calls the game. Would that be the right? Yeah. Thing? That'd be right. Yeah. We're just here to talk about the coach's tie or something, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. <laughs> um, so, but it was a lot of fun, but let's, let's break it down. Let's start. So, you know, I wasn't there in the morning. You called the 1A girls and 1A boy games. Mm-hmm. And the 1A girls, you had um, – you kind of had to upset with Cambridge. Yeah. Coming in. And um, so talk to us about that game a little bit. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, so we'll, we can start with 1A. So, uh, you know, the girls game, I think, you know, talking to Coach Jason Martlett from Lawrence, you know, one of his, I would say, concerns going in was just how young his team was and how they kind of weren't expecting probably to be in that spot initially. Um, you know, playing a team that you've beaten three times during the season and then kind of thinking when you won that game to go to the championship, you would probably be going against Curtis Baptist, who everybody thought was going to be the, the team to beat. Well, Cambridge upset them. And so I, I can understand from a coaching perspective, kind of the, you know, being cautiously aware of, of that situation. And I think their, their nerves showed a little bit early, really on both sides. Cambridge really haven't been in that position much either um, in recent years. But, um, you know, I thought that, that it was a very competitive game. That was probably one of the better, if not the best girls game that we had, to be honest, uh, as far as competitive goes. The two sisters uh, from Cambridge Academy played really well. Uh, the Maples girl did, did a good job for them. And so, um, yeah, I thought Lawrence just couldn't quite get their big-time players going. Uh, they had a lot of opportunities in the perimeter and just couldn't hit them. I'm not sure what their final three-point percentage was, but uh, it wasn't great. Um, and, and talking to Coach after the game a little bit, uh, that was one cool thing is since I had a, kind of my reporter hat on, I was I was trying to go talk to people before and after games. It was kind of cool, different perspective mm-hmm. to talk to some of these guys and 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 girls and get some different perspectives on the games, uh, which is kind of neat. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was probably like I said probably one of the most competitive games we had on the girls' championship side. And um, you know, Cambridge Academy with a kind of historic win there. 
Yeah, you know, I was I was watching it, you know, on that morning waiting before I drove up there and listening to you guys. And it just seemed to me, and it makes more sense. I, I knew they had played twice. I didn't know they played three times. Yeah. And now after watching the game, it really was one of those games where there was never a really good flow. Like yeah. I think and when you play somebody so many times, you know their plays, you know their yeah. sets, you know what they're trying to do, who they're trying to get the ball. And that can make for a really difficult game offensively. Yeah. And I think both teams show that. But I think you're right. I think the sisters from Cambridge had enough outside shots. Yeah. That and that Lawrence didn't. Um, but congratulations to, to both teams. And that was a really good win for Cambridge. Like, congratulations. And they've had a really good year. They had a good run in volleyball as well. You know, mm -hmm. so a good on the girls' side. So really good job yeah. by Cambridge. And I guess I did start 1A thinking just going to order. I should probably start it Friday with 3A. You get No, we'll, we'll go 1A through. All right. So um, so that moves to the 1A boys. Yeah. And you had um another interesting matchup in the 1A boys. You had the favorite, Faith Christian. And um, who do we have, Richard? Richard Wynn, right? Wynn. Yeah, so Richard yeah, so Wynn kind of fought. I, I thought on that one, you know, I thought Faith Christian, you know, had a couple guys. You know, Coach Gary, he came on and talked about it at halftime of, the, of that 2A girls game. You know, they want to put the ball in his playmaker's hands and, and let him go play. And it wasn't – I didn't feel like – I felt whereas the 1A girls game, both teams – you know, we're trying to run some stuff and, and run some sets. They kind of knew each other's stuff a little bit. I felt in the 1A boys game, it was cool more of just kind of like let your let your players play and let your star players kind of do their thing. I thought, you know, Faith did a good job inside on the Wade kid from from um, from um Richard Wynn and, and really limited his touches early. And they, you know, Richard Wynn, I felt never, again, you know, relying on shooting in the Civic Center is always a question mark. Um, you know, some coaches say it's not a big deal. Some coaches say it is a big deal. I'd say that in the two 1A games, it definitely was a big deal. I thought that both teams uh, that that weren't able to win <clears throat> both struggled shooting the perimeter. You know, Richard Wynn really needed some of those early shots to go. I felt like I think if some of those shots fall, it opens up the interior for Wade a little bit more and, and allows him to kind of go to work. But since they didn't fall, you know, Faith could kind of pack it in and they were really trying to sandwich – Wade inside, fighting the front and the post a lot, really making him work on the offensive end as well as the defensive end, and then going and just attacking the rim downhill on the offensive end with some of their better players. Um, you know, I thought I thought Coach Gary, you know, it was kind of close early, and then they kind of went on a run that second quarter, and then um, the 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 big guy, I can't remember, uh, Watt, I think his last name is, the young man with the mullet for uh, for Faith Christian, he, uh, you know, kind of cleaned up the end of the game for him. I think he had 14 in the fourth quarter and really kind of helped him put it away. Yeah, I thought um, Materius Bell, number three from Faith Christian, had a really good game, and he's a really, really good player. Mari Johnson, number eleven, also both really good players. But yeah, I thought I thought you hit it on the nail on the head. Um, not making shots early really allowed them. I saw Wade a couple times posting up, feeling like he had good post position, and just didn't realize there were three people in the paint behind him playing the lob. You know, and, yeah. and he just they just couldn't get it get it to him enough. And um, and Faith Christian was the better team that day, and probably throughout the season proved yeah. that. They were kind of our number one all year long and, you know, took care of business and did it. So congratulations to them as well. Um, Good season for Richard Wynn also. And, you know, and I think that, that Richard Wynn just showed me how tough that little region was because those were some yeah. tough kids and they played yeah. really hard. Um, Just, you know, what they they had to play, they had to hit shots and play the perfect game mm -hmm. to play that game. And, yeah. you know, another thing too that people forget sometimes, you know, not all schools have a full-size court like the yeah. Civic Center. And, um. You know, you might hit one here and there. You know, our court's not at all. <laughs> so, yeah. we play on a full-side court. It matters. It does change the thing. It changes, sure. you know, that speed. Man, they get faster as they get the further they go. as a longer way yeah. for the big guys to run. It's different. And um, I thought Faith handled it real well. 
All right, so let's just you'll stay one A. We'll go up to two A now. Two A girls, um, you know, had a pretty good matchup: Cathedral versus um, Buford Academy. And Cathedral came out absolutely on fire. And yeah. um, talking to Coach, who got before the game, you know, he felt good about it. They had played in the regular season; it was a close game, a game that Cathedral had kind of had control of. And um, Buford came back late, made it a game. But you know, um, Buford's got some electric players. And, um, you know, I, I know Puyat was worried. Coach Puyat was worried about um, the girls. Um, I think it was Washington. Mm-hmm. Was one of the ones that um, he was worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I've lost their roster in front of me, but yeah, he was Washington. She was really good. They had two or three really good players, and Chip Dings yeah. is a good coach. But let me tell you about Jalen Almeida. Yeah. Jalen Almeida, um, a junior from Cathedral, she came out absolutely on fire. I think she hit her first five three-pointers, maybe six. I mean, she was, I think, six of seven at one point from three yeah. all in the first half, she came out and just knocked shots down and just jumped on them earlier and made it really difficult. And defensively, they made it really difficult for Washington to get going on that end. And, um, you know, quite frankly, Buford just kind of sailed to a – or excuse me, Cathedral kind of sailed to a pretty easy win. Yeah. Um, it was a great team effort. You know, they were runners-up last year, really close to winning. Everybody's back. Um, thought a really cool moment. Chris got to celebrate with his daughter, Paige, who yeah. also is a very good player, hit some big shots. Um, you know, to get to celebrate with your daughter. Um, it's a pretty cool moment. So congratulations, Cathedral for winning and Buford for getting there. I mean, Buford, you know, had a had a tough season, had a tough region, you know, battling with Patrick Henry, had to beat him again to get to the finals. Um, so good season there for them. But um, yeah, really awesome effort. Really impressed to watch Cathedral play. I, I thought honestly, that might have been the best team of basketball that I saw all day long was watching them move the ball and be unselfish with each other, running the break. Um, Sanders, um, Griffin, they they had some some players that really played well together. Yeah, you know, I thought that, you know, speaking of the shooting, not shooting, the shoot did not affect the Cathedral at all. <laughs> not at uh, all. They shot the absolute heck out of the ball. And, and, and really, you know, cool to see, like you said, kind of some of the storylines there. I know – you know, Puyat with with, the, with a daughter that played is always kind of a fun storyline. You know, that group, no seniors on that team still. And so they and they've kind of been that core group for I think two years now. I mean, they were a bunch of eighth and ninth graders playing on varsity a couple of years ago, kind of getting their brains beaten in because they were so young. <clears throat> and to see that progression over the past couple of years, I know a lot of those girls are year-round travel ball players and 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 they love basketball. Uh, which obviously helps when you want to improve when you love the sport you're playing. Right. Um, but but yeah, I thought that uh, it, it cool cool moment there. You know, Chris has been around for a little while now. He was St. John's Christian for a while. He was at probably uh, at Christian for a little bit. Um, you know, so and always fun in coaching to see those guys that have been around a little bit come in and um and, and able to get that state championship, which is pretty awesome. Um, you know, moving on to the two A boys, a, a really cool matchup uh, with Cathedral and St. John's and and kind of the. <laughs> the kind of neat storyline behind this is before the game, I got to talk to the coaches and usually I kind of try to talk to the coaches separate. I, I you know, I go to one coach and then I go to the other coach separately and, and wouldn't talk to them together. Well, uh, you know, Blake and Drew didn't mind talking together at all. They're, they're really, really good friends. They uh, share, share concepts, they share stories. They, um, you know, they, they have a great relationship and you kind of see that before the game, very playful, very fun, both, Play, grew up in Charleston playing basketball, one at Cathedral, one at West Ashley. They both went to college to play basketball, same age, kind of kept that relationship going. Um, and so kind of a cool moment, I know, for them to to get to be in that championship game. Blake, for the second year in a row, uh, you know, the defending state champions at Cathedral. And then, um, you know, for, for St. John's, their first 
opportunity, I think, in the school's history to play for a state championship. So um, pretty cool moment to see that with those two guys. Yeah, and all of Month Corner came. Yeah, <laughs> and wow. he told me they would. Coach told me they would. He said the entire city will be here. It was by the scene from Friday Night Lights, the movie, when the signs were on the window, school, you know, store closed, going to the state championship. Yeah, well, you know, I, looked, I looked up there. So back when I was at Holland Prep, you know, Chris Pouillot was at St. John's, coached the girls. Mm-hmm. And there's a man named Bob Winters who coached the yeah. boys. And Bob's very active still on our social media, yeah. always report scores. And he was the boys coach back when I coached. And he was there supporting his son played for them back yeah. in the day. And I saw him up in the stands. So they, they were proud as could be. You know, yeah. Libba Rents, one of our favorite Skiza officials. She was there when it was Laura Berkeley. She does basketball camp at St. John's still, yeah. you know, every yeah. year. So um, St. John's, sometimes I think it's left out. It's been a, a Skiza stable for a very long time. And yeah. has a lot of rich tradition. So, a really big moment for them. And what a great ending to a volume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, um, we, can we talk about the big guy from St. John's? Oh, yeah. Big seven-footer. Uh, big guy, man. I mean, just had – you know, I watched him play the semifinal game against Calhoun some. And, and I don't know if it was a matchup situation or what, but I felt – you know, he was – you know, coach was really trying to manage his minutes. And, I mean, in a game that went to overtime, I mean, he – he was he was gas, you know, playing on our big court. You know, here at Wilson Hall, you talk about the courts. We have both sizes, so we have our main gym, which is kind of the traditional high school size floor, and then we have what we call the practice gym, the auxiliary gym, the volleyball gym is what I call it. Uh, you know, over next door, that's the bigger court, the college style, Civic Center style court, and they were playing on that court, and you could tell that that get up and down was hurting the big guy a little bit. And in the semifinal game, didn't really show that in the championship game though. I mean, he kept on going and, and I don't think cathedral was ever able to push the tempo to a pace where it would affect him too much. Cause once he got near the basket, he had tremendous touch. He finished almost everything he put up. He'd get great position, get rebounds. As long as you see a big guy like that, they just kind of plow into people and get fouls and can't finish. But I mean, he had great touch around the rim. Um, had a really, really great game. And then, like you said, I mean, the the ending, um, you know, was was just so awesome to uh, to see, you know, to get a call that was pretty fun. A uh, senior senior player getting hit a three, you know, to end the game. Um, again, you know, you said Shy uh, Grant, I believe his name was, was the, the young man that passed it to him, had a great fourth quarter, really finishing the rim. And so as he got it to kind of attack downhill, you know, Cathedral collapsed on him because it was, it was a tie game. And then, boom, he kicked out of the kid to hit the three at the buzzer. Uh, which is a really, really special moment. Yeah, I was sitting next to Coach Rector on the opposite end, and he just said, like, this might be going – this is going overtime. And as soon as he said that, that guy left his hand, yeah. like, that's in. And you knew yeah. it. I mean, I knew it from the exact yeah. opposite end of the court. As soon as he let it go, yeah. it was in. I mean, yeah. very pure style. And pretty – I mean, what an awesome way to end your high school career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So – so great, great attendance for that game. And Cathedral having you know back to back games was cool too. You know for them to yeah. have girls and boys. So to me, two A won the fan award. Two A game won the fan award. All right. Yeah. So let's reverse. Go back to a Friday night in the three A championship, which um, yeah. you were you were able to call both of those. Yeah. And then and we knew very heavy favorite Hilton Head Christian girls versus Shannon Force. Yeah, and Hillnet Christian really took care of business pretty easily. Uh, you know, Shannon Forrest had a great game with Orangeburg Prep in the semifinals and, and really kind of a slugfest-style game, low scoring, um, and, and that kind of suited Shannon Forrest's style. They, they've got a couple of post players that were pretty strong, pretty skilled post players that can step out to that mid-range or perimeter, but but they want to do most of their work inside. Well, Hillnet Christian's so quick and so fast that they pushed that tempo to where it, it kind of frustrated them a little bit. 
Um, I thought that Shannon Forrest got a little frustrated early with Hilton Acreation's lead and tried to shoot their way back into it uh, with some shots that just, as we said, you know, fall or don't fall. And unfortunately for them, they weren't falling. Um, but, you know, I thought that, uh, you know, good for Shannon Forrest to get there. I think that was kind of their coach's mindset. They do have a couple of seniors on that team for Shannon Forrest that, and, and girls that have been there, like he mentioned, um, the young lady, the point guard, who'd been there since eighth grade on varsity and been through some really bad teams. Um, and, and now as a senior, able to play in the state championship game, pretty cool. But, yeah, the, the, the dynasty continues down from Hilton Head Christian, where that's five in a row now. Uh, you know, at, at Hilton Head Christian, pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I think you can really just see the the drop off after number one to the rest of the three A, and um, yeah, you know the, the little point guard from Hilton Nutrition, really quick. Both the guards are really quick, good shooters. Yeah, um, you know, good size inside. Paduzzi's tough. I mean, they they just they're just super talented. And congratulations, Shannon Forrest getting there. You know, they had some size too, but it just wasn't the same. And yeah. it was just it was it's just tough sledding. I mean, I give them credit. You know, they went down I think twenty to two, and then fought back and try to you know get yeah. ten or twelve. But um, yeah, just too much too much hit hey, Christian. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to the coach. Really nice nice guy. Congratulations um on winning the three A championship. All right, so that yeah. led to the boys game. Who yeah. familiar opponents again? And again, something that like I was talking on the broadcast and, and has to text in, I mean, two of the best pedigrees that we might have in Skiza coming on Hilton Head, Christian Hilton Head Prep, I mean, two guys who have great experience coaching at the collegiate level. Um, you know, one, a former head coach for both boys and girls, the D1 level. The other has been a, a top assistant coach at multiple D1 uh, boys schools. And, and I felt early they were almost trying to out tact each other. Uh, if that makes sense, like they were really technical. And again, familiar teams, you got to kind of throw your wrinkles in there and, and they were kind of seeing what worked, what played out. So it was, it was very low scoring, very slow pace uh, early on as they both tried to kind of find their way to, to have the, the, the tactical side of the game down. Uh, but in the long run, Hilton had prepped just too much, um, you know, for Hilton had Christian and, and, and did a really good job. I thought that uh, the game, again, being that it was low scoring, every basket really, really mattered. And and when you've got a guy like Sean Casano inside for Hilton Head Prep, um, you know that can make things a lot easier for you. You know he can make a lot of really good plays. Well, I think that sometimes you get there teams that know each other well. It's like where are you going to find easy buckets? You know, and, mm -hmm. and get easy buckets in these championship. That's something I noticed. That's really the difference in all games. But you yeah. really can see it in the championship game. Who's getting easy baskets? And um, yeah, and they got more easy baskets. I, I thought I just thought they got a few more easy baskets with offensive rebounds, able to. Yeah. Kind of, with the double teams coming down and them kicking it out, you know, and yep. and they did not like they did not shoot as well. Hilton Head Prep didn't shoot as well from the outside as they did um, in other games I saw them play, including against yep. us. But they didn't have to, you know. But their yep. defense was on point. Their defense was really good. I thought I thought they were one of the better coach teams I, I've seen all year. Perfectly, yeah, yeah, really absolutely. Um, absolutely. All right, so that took us to to the big the big games, the four A. All yep. right, so four A girls, we have Heathwood Hall as expected, number one overall seed. Um, Northwood coming off which what we would call an upset over Trinity yep. in the in the semifinals, um, mm -hmm. and you know I, I hadn't seen Northwood in person at all, and I thought I'd seen Heathwood in person, but then when I saw them in person again, I'm like, oh my goodness, they are even taller than I thought they were going to be, and they're just yeah. really they're just super long, and um, yeah, so able to call this game, and it it was whew, Heathwood Hall was flying out of the gates. Yeah. I think, um, so Lauren Jacobs, um, I cannot believe she's a sophomore. Their whole court, they're starting four court yeah. before their main girls are sophomores. And 
And yeah. Jacobs, I had her down, and this is unofficial, so, you know, somebody could probably look back and tell me I'm wrong, but had her with 13 points in the first quarter. Yeah. 22 points in the first half. Mm-hmm. And most of just, just getting run outs and finishing. Man, she could finish both yeah. hands. She, she's very athletic. You go one-on-one. It's like a one-on-none sometimes. Yeah. I mean, she's just she's just able to do so many things. And But Masanto also, I mean, she had a huge first half. Rebound ball, a lot of length there. I think I had her with, you know, 14 or 15 at the half. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just got out running. And and it was just hard for Northwood. And, and Northwood now. Give Northwood credit. Leah Birch, you know, arguably their best player without a doubt, is a junior tore ACL in volleyball. She averaged 20 points and, you know, probably 10 rebounds, and she'd be big help. Yep. And I was really impressed. I kept saying her younger sister, who was also the coach's yep. daughter, an eighth grader, Malaya Birch, she just kept attacking, you know, and, yep. and tack, taking it to the trees, doing what she could for her team. You know, she, she played really, really hard. Um, but I was really impressed with Northwood's girl, Ryan Howard. Um, she got some foul trouble, and that's the last thing that could have happened for them. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was their, their size that could negate, you know, yeah. all that length. She also could handle the ball. She shot a three, made a three, but you know, her getting foul trouble just just made it really, really hard for Northwood because they couldn't get it inside. They couldn't attack. Yeah. It. You know, I don't know where you go when she's not in, and that her. But she yeah. did have a good game. I had her with fourteen or fifteen points before I kind of stopped taking points anymore, but. I mean, yeah. she's a very good player, and hats off to Coach Curtis for getting there again. You know, I mean, she's yep. done a good job being consistent yep. and, and keep getting there. Um, you know, I, I talked to um, Heath was coached before the game. She thought she she felt like, hey, if we could execute defensively and not foul and play with poise, and and she did comment like, look, Heathwood hadn't been there in a long time, but right. quite frankly, some of those girls they have hadn't had been there because they came yeah. from. Carter Newman, who had been there. So she she knew she had some people who didn't think the moment was going to be too big for them. And, I mean, she was right. I mean, and and they just took a big lead early and ran away with it, quite frankly. So great for them. I will say one of the highlights of the game, and I'm going to post on social media, during the Heathwood game, Asia Wilson shows up. Yeah. (laughs) And at halftime, 100 little kids were getting – autographs and pictures and I wanted to but I was like everybody else is eight and I felt like I couldn't jump <laughs> in line like with Santa Claus so um, I did yeah. an obscure selfie from the back you know there you go there you go just for the podcast and I'm gonna throw that on there and I did <laughs> run into seventh woods he was um, yep. there too so I, I talked to seventh and, and he seemed to be doing well and um, so that was cool yeah. they were came but the coolest moment was um when the game was in hand um Asia goes to the Heathwood Hall student section and starts leading cheers over there in the bleachers. Yeah. That was really cool. And I think I, I didn't see. I think Skiza TV got some good moments of that too. I think yeah. they were able to see that. So pretty cool. Yeah, but not too big for her to come back support her yeah. school. Uh, I think, and you know, I think that's a credit to her, and 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 she's always kind of had that personality, right? I mean, that's always kind of been her. Um, you know, some some star players can have a chip on their shoulder or be dismissive or rude or whatever. I mean, she is literally the best female basketball player in the world right now and to, to think that you know that's like saying that lebron james or or you know uh whoever michael jordan's going to come back to their old high school and lead chance student section probably not going to happen so i mean pretty cool of her i feel like to have that personality and that and that connection with her school still that she was willing to come back and do that so uh yeah pretty cool moment there like, like you said i just thought that you know defensively the tempo and the style with which heathwood played was just too much for northwood and really too much for everybody all year i mean that's I, i'm very curious to see 
with all that group coming back, I'm very curious to see the kind of schedule that they put in the next year for that Heath Hall team. I, I would anticipate them playing kind of what Hilton Head Christian did a little bit at times, but and, and it's easier for Hilton Head Christian, I know, because they can go to Savannah and get some really, really good games. But I'd be curious to see if Heathwood steps out a little bit, like the Carter Newman boys have, like the Augusta Christian boys have in years past, and really goes after some some big time games in the next couple of years. Well, I kept getting asked the question: Hilton Head Christian and um, Heathwood Hall play. versus Heathwood. Yeah. yeah, that's the game that he, we needed to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm not gonna make Tournament a champion. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. make a bold prediction right now on air, but I, I'm yeah, I see it. I go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that leads to the to the last game of the weekend: Augusta Christian versus Carl Newman. Um, when you were on the call, and it was a, a very competitive game. Talk to me about. Yeah, it, it was. You know, I thought that the the referees. You know, you always hear different situations of are the refs going to quote let them let the kids decide it or make calls. I thought towards the end of that game, they definitely let the kids play um, a little bit. It got got kind of physical um, on both ends. Um, which I don't really know if that it favored anybody. I mean, obviously you could argue it favored Augusta because they won, but um, you know, I thought that that the style they were playing, I you know, I was really impressed with Russ White for Carter Newman, um, who's kind of a bigger bodied guard, but he handled the ball a lot for him because Augusta was really trying to limit Jordan Frazier, uh, who's a good shooter for for Carter Newman. Um, so I thought Russ did a really good. I was really impressed with him. He was taking charges. He was, uh, you know, dishing the ball, getting rebounds, doing a lot of really good things for them that necessarily doesn't show up in the in the newspaper box score because they just put points in there. But uh, in the traditional box score, he was filling it up. Uh, he got in foul trouble late, which I thought kind of hurt Carter Newman a little bit. He put up that fourth foul in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, in an in-game situation, um, you know, unfortunately not a great last shot, but to be honest, he got a good look at it. Now, Skeezy TV didn't get a good look at it, unfortunately, as I was told, because uh, the camera didn't move to catch the last shot of the game, but that, that happens sometimes. Um, so <laughs> I got a lot of texts on that, on, on what happened to the last play. Like we were listening to y'all, but the camera didn't get over there. I was like, ah, sorry. Like, you know, we were trying to, you know, trying to get everything in there, but it happens sometimes. Um, the big storyline of the night was Luke Wilson playing, the big guy for Augusta Christian who's been out for two months. You know, we kind of saw him come in. He was warming up, and people kind of looking around like, ah, is this like, is this a gimmick? Are they going to, are they just doing this to mess with Dieter? And even like talking to Dieter before the game, I, I mentioned, I was like, so, you know, you, I see Luke Wilson's dress, and he was kind of like, yeah, we're going to see like how serious that is. Like they weren't really sure, I don't think. And I mean, it was for real. I mean, he didn't start, but he played and, and played a lot of minutes. Yeah, good minutes. Played some good minutes, second half. Didn't score a ton, uh, but I thought his presence inside certainly altered Carter Newman's ability to really attack the rim. I thought it it minimized um, Elton, Elton Smith's ability, the big guy for Carter Newman, the young big guy. who's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that threw him off. He was thinking going into that game probably, hey, I'm going to be the man in the middle, right? A young guy, freshman guy. I could see how seeing that right before a game could obviously throw somebody off a little bit. And he looked a little bit off on that. Uh, still had a good game uh, for Carter Newman. And he was one at the end that had a good look at that last shot. Uh, that just didn't fall for him. Um, but, you know, give credit to Coach Dodson and Augusta Christian. I mean, he's got he's got some players now. Uh, but he kind of talked for the game about the loss of Elijah Crawford, the big son they had last year, who went on to play at, at one of the uh, prep school of some type, uh, Legacy Charter maybe, or, or somewhere like that. And um, how it allows some of his other guys to grow, guys like DJ Shine, guys like uh, Khalil Pratt, uh, allow their game to grow. And even more so, some of those bench guys from their team who didn't have as big a role as last year really got to step up and flourish. And, and they came up with the, with the big win. 
Yeah, I thought um, with Wilson being in there I, and not just me not knowing as much as you guys obviously could we watch all the time. I felt like it changed the matchups of who's guarding who. I, fe- I felt like that kind of changed some things and kind of might have affected some some of the flow that Carl Newman wanted to have because of that. Not just the driving, but that's a big part of it. But a very yeah. good game came down to the wire. Carl Newman really fought back, you know, made it competitive. Yep. You know, that's the kind of release. So um, good season for both teams, and um, you know, congratulations to all the champions out there. And in real, yeah. basketball's done, man. Except for one thing, almost, almost, almost. Yeah. So Saturday, um, we have the North South All Star Games, and I think we tell me if I'm wrong. One A and four A at Wilson Hall. That's correct. Two A is going to be at Calhoun Academy. That's right. And three A will be at Orangeburg Prep Academy. That's correct. That's cool. Yeah. So spreading out a little bit this year, and we did that a little bit last year. Uh, just to make it so it wasn't so long of a day at one location. Because, I mean, we do have eight all-star games to get in. Um, and so a couple years ago, Mike went to that format really during COVID. Um, and and it's kind of stuck. You know, I, I will say it was kind of cool having all the teams in one location because you got to see different different styles and different levels of, of playing. Uh, but I definitely understand why. It definitely helps with crowd control. It definitely helps uh, not make it so long of a day. Uh, for everybody as well. So, yeah, games start, I believe, at 10 o'clock with the girls' games each location and boys at 11.30. We'll have two gyms running here at Wilson Hall. Uh, so we'll have one A's in one gym and four A's in the other. Uh, and then Calhoun and OP, I believe, will follow the same schedule. You know, definitely, I know those lists are almost finalized. So the players know uh, if they are playing or should know. The uh, public doesn't know quite yet because we don't release those. Mike kind of usually the way that works is he'll go through the week and make sure he has teams. He'll add people if he needs to, drop people if they can't play, um, kind of even the rosters out before they go public, which should happen, I assume, sometime today. Um, but we'll have those out. And then, um, you know, good luck to everybody playing this weekend. Congratulations, especially those seniors that get to lace them up one more time and, and kind of end their careers in an all-star game. Uh, I will say it's usually better than the NBA all-star game. There is some <laughs> defense played typically. Uh, which is the girls, always fun. The girls do. The girls do. The boys are getting um, more like the NBA. They are a little bit. I, I remember I, one of my Facebook or whatever memories popped up, and it had uh, from a couple years ago, Philip Dieter and I, I was assistant here at Wilson Hall. He was, I think, the head coach by that point at, at Carter Newman. We're coaching the All-Star game. The final coach score was like 125 to 124. And uh, I, I put my comment was that I'd put Coach Dieter in charge of defense that day. I was in charge of the <laughs> offense, obviously. He was in charge of the defense, which, uh, we, you know, you just let him play and have fun. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's a good moment and definitely hope to see people out there. Hope to see some coaches get involved. And I know that's always a struggle with All-Stars. I think participation looks like it's a little better this year, which is always exciting uh, to see some of our top players playing in those games. Uh, but coaches definitely, even if you're not on the staff to coach, Come on out. We can use help with with scoreboard. We can use help with signing people in. We can use help um, handing out T-shirts. Whatever it is, we'd love to have you come out and support your kids yeah, come, and support our league a little bit. Yeah, come support your kids, man. Come support your kids. And thank you guys who are hosting, Rip. Thank you guys. And um, yeah, well, congratulations to our winners of our, our prize. And, you know, we're going to dig into – we're going to take a few weeks off here, a couple weeks off. We're going to kind of get into um, spring sports, kind of mm-hmm. start get a grasp of it before we can talk about it. We're going to try to figure out how we can – do spring sports the best way we can on the podcast. Yeah. So we'll let Rip figure it all out because he's the smartest person I know. <laughs> I hear you. I hear all right. You. Well, thank you, Rip, for um, being on. And every, all you guys do, have a good weekend over there at the Hall. And um, thank yes, you guys sir. for listening. And um, we'll see you next time. God bless you.